That was what I needed to hear this Sunday. Thank you for that message this Sunday. And all I can say is thank you for the privilege of praying and preparing these messages because they have been really powerful in my own life. And today as we come to the conclusion of it, I just am grateful that we've gotten to share a walk through the 23rd Psalm because God's given us some powerful words, images and promises that are unforgettable. Words from God that meet us in every circumstance of our life. God promises to lead us through the worst of time, those seasons when we can't find our way through the valley of the shadow. He's promised to be there during the best of times when our lives overflow with abundant blessings. And he's promised to lead us to a place without time where we will dwell in his house forever. So here's my question this morning. So what about the rest of the time? You know what I'm talking about. Where we spend most of our lives, the vast majority of our time that we spend in ordinary days. Neither the best nor the worst of times. Just plain old days. It was kind of funny because as I was talking with different folks coming in this morning and often uh, here, and, here and there across the building and I said to a lot of folks so how are you doing this weekend and you know what I heard from a number of folks eh I'm okay it's been alright I don't know if that has to do with how football games went yesterday might or whether it has to do with the fact that kind of gloomy outside and it rained yesterday or whether that's just the way it is on ordinary days you know those kinds of days where nothing really surprises you and nothing goes very wrong but nothing goes all that right either just ordinary days we spend a lot of time in places where we won't be tempted to turn away from the Lord but we might be guilty of drifting away from him We need to ask that question. Where is God during the ordinary days? Because the truth is, ordinary days are where God often does his best work. The quality of your spiritual life is usually determined by how you live those normal days. It's not really about when you're way up here. And it's not really about when you're way down here. It's about what's going on in your life when things are just kind of normal, predictable, ordinary. Where is God in the ordinary days? What about the rest of the time? The 23rd Psalm reminds us that we need to be paying attention to what God is doing all around us. Albert Einstein said this one time. There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle and the other is to live as though everything is a miracle. Those outstanding days where God is at work. There's no doubt that's how King David lived his life. He's the one who wrote, And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What was he saying? He was saying, in those ordinary days, I look around myself And wherever I look, I see the hand of the Lord Jesus. I see the hand of God at work in my life. He lived in a constant awareness of God's guidance. Here's the thing. Did you know you can choose 
to live with the same awareness that David had? Do you know that you can choose to live your life as though everything is a miracle? Can you see his hand at work in those ordinary days? It happens when you truly trust the good shepherd. And all you have to do is make three basic I will decisions about your life. So let me walk these, you through these as we can complete our study of the 23rd Psalm. And the first thing you need to know is this. David teaches us that I will depend upon the Lord. In fact, David begins verse 6, the final verse of the 23rd Psalm, with a marvelous declaration of faith. You know what he says? He says, surely, surely, without a doubt, absolutely, I know uh, in the depths of my heart, and this is what he knew, surely the Lord is there for me. Surely God is there. I don't know what's going on in your life right now. I don't know if some of you are dealing with some difficult decisions. I don't know if you're going through some real challenges. I don't know if you're experiencing uh, pain and hurt that you've never felt before. Or whether you're here today and the truth is things are going pretty normal for you. But this is what I know. Surely God is there. Surely he is with you. And surely, he is never going away. Just as surely as the sun came up every morning, David knew he could depend upon the presence of the Lord. I wrote that last week. I thought about that this morning and thought, oh, what a great time change statement that is. Just as surely as the sun comes up, God's presence is there. God was David's security. Like a child jumping into his father's arm, arms, David had an absolute trust in God's power to save. Lord, I don't know what today is going to bring. I don't know what challenges I'm going to meet. I don't know what obstacles I'm going to face. But surely you will be there for me. He trusted God more than anyone else in his life. And because of that trust, he was willing to follow the shepherd into all kinds of circumstances. Convinced, whatever may happen, surely God will take care of me. When he was a shepherd boy, he trusted God and he stood strong against the lion and the bear. When he faced the giant Goliath, he fought without fear, knowing he was fighting in the name of the Lord God Almighty. When he ran for his life from King Saul, he trusted the Lord, knowing God would protect him. When he became king, he trusted God to lead him as David would lead his people. No wonder he declared, in God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in the Lord. See, that wasn't just pretty words that he wrote down. That was the way he lived his life. Surely... God is my salvation. Surely I find my glory in the Lord. Surely he is the rock of my strength. Surely he is my refuge. Surely I can depend upon him. 
The secret to David's faith was this. He didn't wait for a crisis to take place before he turned to the Lord. It was part of his everyday existence. Every day he turned to God. Every day he searched God's word. Every day he began his mornings with prayer and he finished his evenings by talking to the Lord. It was part of who he is. So he never came to that point in his life when he said, boy, I better drum up some faith for this. I better ask God to touch me there in a special way. This is the time when I really need to depend upon the Lord. The truth is, that's what he saw his ordinary days as. Today, I will trust the Lord. Today, I will walk with him. Today, when everything is ordinary, I'm still going to exercise my faith in him. The key to his faith is found in Psalm 55, 17, when he said, Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He was convinced that God was listening. Surely he's paying attention to me. So when a problem arose or a decision had to be made, his first instinct was turn to the Lord. Trust in what he is trying to say to me because he knew he could trust the good shepherd. And so can you. Let me tell you something this morning. No matter what's going on in your life today, you can trust the Lord. Whatever may happen, you can depend upon him. Surely he will be there for you. We need to hear the Bible say that surely God will never let you go. Surely he will meet your needs. Surely he will catch you when you fall. Surely he is your very present help. And because I know that I can depend upon the Lord, I will let him take care of me. Isn't it funny how hard it is for us to ask for help? How many times do you find yourself trying to walk through a doorway loaded down with packages or groceries or something and somebody will come along and say, you need a little help with that door? And what do you say? No, I got it. I've got it. And isn't it sad that that's exactly how we instinctively respond to the Lord from time to time. When he says to us, do you need my help? Do you want to depend upon me? Do you need my strength? And we say to him, no Lord, I've got it. I can handle it. I can do it all by myself. But David understood, I need to let the Lord take care of me. I need to make an active choice to depend upon him. And so he continued, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. David knew the Lord was going to take care of him. He believed in the Lord's goodness. So can you. Listen to me. I don't know that you're always going to understand everything that happens in your life. I don't know that you'll be able to explain every circumstance in which you find yourself. But I can tell you this. God is good trusting in God's goodness means believing he is actively doing what is right for his flock the 23rd Psalm is a testimony to the goodness of God to say that God is good is to confess three vital truths first God knows what is best second God wants what is best. 
And third, God will do what is best. So many times in my own life when I find myself facing hardships and difficulties, I begin to tell the Lord, this is what you need to do. This is how you can solve my problem. This is how you can meet my needs. But isn't it better to say, Lord, I'm facing a circumstance here that I didn't expect to face. I've encountered a need that I didn't think I would ever meet. I'm dealing with a challenge that seems to take everything that I've got. Lord, I'm going to let you handle it because this is what I believe in the midst of it all. You are good. You are always and forever good. Now understand something. God's goodness doesn't mean you're always going to get what you want. In fact, Patrick Morley says this. Because God is good, my life will not turn out like I planned. Isn't that good? You need to write that down in the cover of your Bible. Because God is good, my life will not turn out like I've planned. How many of you could bear witness to that very statement today? I would be willing to bet not one of us can say, you know what? From the beginning to the end, everything has turned out just the way I thought it would. All of us find that life takes turns we didn't expect. And it doesn't reach conclusions that we thought for surely it would. But we can believe this. If God is good, then I can trust him to do what is best in every situation. It is to declare to the Lord, my life is in your hands. And I trust you. You are good. Not only did David believe in God's goodness, he also believed in God's mercy. Even though he sought to be a man after God's own heart, David also knew he'd committed his share of sins, including one devastating failure. There was no way that he could stay close to the shepherd without turning to him for mercy and forgiveness. Neither can I. Neither can you. Every one of us needs the footprints of mercy in our lives. My guess is if I ask you when you experienced the Lord's presence in your life more than any other time, it might be in the midst of a season when you desperately needed his mercy. And his forgiveness came just when you needed it. My guess is that perhaps your relationship with the Lord is founded upon the fact that he loved you when you knew you didn't deserve it. And that he's made a commitment to you. I will never let you go. You belong to me. If your faith is in Christ Jesus. Not permission to sin. I'm not saying go out and do what you want to because God's going to forgive it all. God's going to show mercy no matter what you do with your life. Rather, it is permission to run to him when you fail. Psalm 23, David declared that goodness and mercy followed him. And that word that's translated follow can also be translated as relentless pursuit. 
God's goodness and mercy are relentless in following me. In his book, Traveling Light, a book about the 23rd Psalm, Max Lucado describes God's goodness and mercy as the Lord's sheepdogs. I like this very much. This is what he said. He says, the shepherd goes before us and he leads the way. His goodness and mercy follow behind us to make sure nobody falls behind or gets left out. His goodness and mercy are relentless in following me. And we need to remember that all of our lives we are surrounded by the great love of God. When you become frightened or discouraged or anxious, it means you've forgotten what your Heavenly Father can do. In those times when you're tempted to be discouraged and to give up, when you're afraid that life is overwhelming you, don't forget the power of our Heavenly Father. One writer put it this way, He says, when I am afraid, I have forgotten his power, that he can do anything. When I am afraid, I have forgotten his purpose, that he's up to something in my life. When I'm afraid, I've forgotten his presence, that he is always near to help. When I am afraid, I have forgotten his authority, that he is in control, even when I am not. When I am afraid, I have forgotten his peace that exceeds my understanding. Never forget this. Mercy and goodness will never leave you. You are surrounded by the active love of an almighty father who is your shepherd. Because that is true, I will Trust his plan. God wanted David to remember he would never be abandoned. There would never be a day that he would wake up and God would not be there. There would never be a single moment when his heavenly shepherd would not lead him. God's plan for David was a lifelong plan. No wonder he said goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Every single day. God's plan was lifelong for David. And so is God's plan for you. He has an everyday purpose for your life. I don't know what each day has in store for you. You don't know what each day has in store for me. But this is what all of us can know. You can trust the hand of God every day of your life. What does it mean to accept that you're his sheep? Well, it means that the job of the sheep is not to know what the shepherd is doing all the time. The job of the sheep is simply to follow. It is to trust the shepherd no matter what happens and to believe that the shepherd will bring you safely home that's what it means to be a sheep and this is what it means to live a 23rd psalm kind of life 
It means that every day in those ordinary moments, I will find strength in his presence. I'll depend upon his goodness. I'll be renewed by his mercy. I will trust his plan all the way home. So I guess the question this morning is, are you living that kind of life? Are you living an ordinary life trusting an extraordinary God who is going to be there all the time no matter what? You can if you decide I will count on the shepherd. I'll let him take care of me. I'll trust his plan all the way and beyond. That's a faith that will last. Long, long ago, David wrote those words, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And ever since he wrote those words for the very first time, people have encountered that psalm and God has spoken to them in powerful, very personal ways. And it's been such a rich psalm that as I shared on the, in the very first week, I've had people who have said, I want you to read this psalm on the day we get married. And I've had others who have said, I want you to read this psalm on the day that we bury someone that we love. And all along the way, I've had people in, the, in hospitals and other settings who have said, I just need to hear the words of the 23rd Psalm. Why? Because it tells us what we need to know more than anything. That we have a God who is a shepherd. He knows each one of us by name. He cares about your life and he is actively involved in guiding you. And just when things seem to be at their worst, he's there. And when things seem to go to at, at, be at their best, he's there too. And on that day when we leave this world behind and enter eternity, we go home and we sit at his table and we are forever with the Lord. So, how do you accept this kind of life? Well, it's very simple. Through his son, Jesus Christ, the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And that me, Jesus, is the good shepherd. And he invites you to come and it's a personal decision and nobody else can make that decision for you and you don't make that decision for them and each one of us decides, I am going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow him through the really hard days. I'm going to follow him through the days when everything is going just exactly right. But most of all, I'm going to follow him through the ordinary days of my life and trust him, his goodness and his mercy to be there wherever I turn. I can depend upon the Lord. Let me ask you, is that your testimony this morning? Is that what you can say about your own life? Can you honestly say, you know, every morning I get up and I think about the fact that I'm surrounded by the goodness of God. Every evening when I go to bed, I remember how I've seen his grace at work. And it doesn't have to be an extraordinary time. 
It just has to be that time when I decide I am going to follow him. Have you made that decision for your own life? I'm talking about a salvation decision. That you will trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to give you everlasting life. And commit yourself to following him. If not, today's the day you should do that. In a minute we're going to stand and we're going to sing an invitation hymn. And that's your invitation to come. And if you don't know Jesus, you come and I'll be here. Dr. Hutchins will be here. Either one of us would love to introduce you to our Savior. Or maybe you're here and you're recognizing God is calling me to be part of this fellowship. I want to plant my life at First Baptist Church. I want to bring my membership here. And to let people know this is where I serve God through the ministry of First Baptist. And maybe today you need to come and to simply say, I want to become a member of First Baptist. Maybe there's another decision. We're going to stand. We're going to sing. As God speaks to your heart, you come. Let's sing together. God's house. I'm glad we got to share this time together. Grateful for what God has taught us through the 23rd Psalm. Looking forward to tonight. Now remember this is an unusual day because we got sleep an hour late but we come back a little earlier. We've gotten past Andy so we're back at 5 o'clock evening worship downstairs in the fellowship hall. We look forward to sharing a good time together. I look forward to seeing you then. Let's bow together for our final prayer. And then one last song as we dismiss. And Father, we do thank you that you are our shepherd and our guard and our guide. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, which we so desperately depend upon day by day. And Father, we pray, help us, Lord, to depend upon you 
and to know you are forever faithful. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.